This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Life in FM podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor and I'm excited to be with you today because it's been six months since our last episode of Life in FM. But we've called a brand new pastor, Pastor Maggie Beertness, which means that I have time to do the podcast again. I'm actually excited for you to hear from Pastor Maggie today as she kicks off our new teaching series called Then Sings My Soul. Here's Pastor Maggie on Life in FM. A reading from Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but by every, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, grace and peace to you from God, our creator, the spirit, our sustainer, and our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. To God be glory now and forever. Amen. What a joy it is to be with you here today. Our scripture text tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. And today is an easy day to rejoice. It's easy to stand in front of you as a new pastor in a new congregation and to rejoice in the goodness of God bringing us together, to be excited about what could be. But I also know that it is not always easy to rejoice. And that's what I wanna talk about today. We've started a new sermon series this month called Then Sings My Soul. And we're meant to discuss hymns and songs that have been important to us throughout our lives. So the song I want to talk about today is called, It Is Well With My Soul. Now, if there's a song that knows what it feels like when life is hard, it would be this one. The song was written in 1876 after a series of unfortunate events in the life of Horatio Spafford. His first blow was the death of his son and the loss of many financial investments in the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. His finances took a turn for the worse again in an upcoming economic downturn. Hoping for a new future, he decided to move his family across the sea to Europe. He sent his family ahead of him while he stayed to finish some business, and that's when the next disaster struck. While crossing the ocean, the ship his family was on collided with another vessel and sank, and four of his daughters were lost with the ship. Later, Spafford made his own journey across the ocean and his ship stopped at the spot where his family's ship had gone down. And it was in that moment of chaos, grief, and pain that he penned these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. Author Max Lucado once wrote that when mariners describe a tempest where that no sailor can escape, they call it the perfect storm. Not perfect in the sense of ideal, but perfect in the sense of combining factors. All of those elements, hurricane force winds, plus a cold front, plus the rain, work together to create the insurmountable disaster. That is what Horatio Spafford experienced in that moment of his life, the loss of a loved one plus a recession followed by more loss. Perfect storms like these tend to make us wonder, will I survive? 
I think it's interesting then that Spafford answers the question in the same way the Apostle Paul did in our text for today. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now I choose this song because it hits close to home for me, as it may for many of you. The truth of living in our broken world is that we will encounter storms, and from time to time the perfect storm will roll in and threaten to take away all that has become precious to us. Now my hope today is that you will remember two things. And the first is this, that the storms of this life are inevitable. If you haven't had one or aren't in one, it will come. But the second thing is this, the peace of God which passes all understanding can guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, even in the midst of life's storms. So I grew up in Glenwood, Minnesota, the youngest of three children. Uh, my dad worked, my mom stayed at home, my siblings and I spent our time in sports with friends doing homework, and we each finished high school without too much trouble. Life changed, however, shortly after I graduated high school. Three weeks after graduating, my parents approached me to let me know they were disagreeing and had decided to go into counseling. I didn't think too much of this at first, but a couple weeks later, I realized things were more serious than I had imagined. My parents were not doing well. I began to learn more and more, and in one particularly emotionally charged evening, I remember hearing my parents argue for the first time, and one parent moved out, never to move back in. A couple weeks after that, I packed my bags and moved five hours away to college, where I knew no one. And so without familiar community, family, or home, I began to navigate all the usual young adult struggles of self-identity, money management, friend-making, and major career decisions. For me, it was the perfect storm. Later that year, I was diagnosed with depression and began counseling. And I managed okay until that next summer, when I started working at Bible camp. Something about another new environment, the pace of a camp summer, the continued personal stress, threw me even deeper into depression. I remember feeling tired and friendless, and there were moments I just wanted to escape. I remember one night in July in particular, while the storm raged in my head, I was on the lakeshore at camp trying to distract myself, and there was a fantastic lightning storm happening on the other side of the lake. But I remember it wasn't enough to distract me. And in a moment of desperation, I cried out in prayer, Lord, I don't know how much longer I can do this. I need your help. It was seconds later that the door in the building next to me opened and out came the one person I felt I had made a connection with that summer. The person noticed the lightning storm across the lake and me watching and asked if they could join me. And as we sat on the dock together, we didn't talk about anything deep and meaningful. I didn't share about the storm raging in my own life. But when I went to bed that night, I finally had the ammunition to fight my raging thoughts. Someone did care about me. God had heard me, and I knew that I was worth it. So when I hear the words of this song, it is well with my soul, I say, amen. I get it now. Sometimes God works in ways we don't understand in the moments we need it most. And that knowledge gives the peace of mind that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It is well with my soul. Now, I wish I could say that I was instantly out of the woods. But a few months later in December of my sophomore year of college, things hit ahead again. Uh, between the Christmas programs, finals week, and the impending holidays, I spiraled out of control. Uh, my parents' divorce was still in process. My family was a mess, and I hated it. I had always been told that God loves me, but clearly he didn't love me enough to stop what was going on. 
In fact, it was that day I decided God couldn't love me because if he loved me, he'd have stopped all of this. So in a fit of rage, I declared I no longer believe, believed in God and I went to bed that night an atheist. Now I spent most of the next day on autopilot. I went to my classes and rehearsals, but I don't remember much of that day. But I do remember that next morning. In the busyness of the day, I had missed a phone call and had a voicemail, which I listened to the next morning. Uh, the individual who had called me had been a Bible study leader of mine in high school, and we hadn't spoken in years. But her voicemail said something like this. Maggie, I don't know what's going on right now, and I don't know how to describe this, but I've been impressed with an image of you all day. You're broken, you're hurting, and you're in a dark place. I don't know what's going on, but I need to tell you that God loves you that I love you. Let me know if there's any way I can help. Well, needless to say, I wasn't an atheist for very long. Now, this event has become important to me, not just because it was a moment that changed my life, but because that was the day I truly realized. God is not weak or frail or distant. God is still very present and working in our world. So when I read or hear about the peace of God, where I see myself or someone else entering one of those storms of life, I remember there is a God who hears, who knows, who cares, and who will not let us face our challenges alone. May the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It is well with my soul. Amen. Now these stories, they're dramatic and life-changing. But I also know that God doesn't only work in this way. In fact, I think God primarily doesn't work in these ways. These are two of maybe a handful of memories I have where I felt God intervened prominently and directly. But I can think of many more times where I could have used an intervention and it didn't come. And so it begs the question, what is God up to the rest of the time? When I look back on my story, I see that many things had been going in my favor. I had stayed in college, which gave me distance and perspective. I had quickly made new friends and a new support network. Uh, personally, I've always been engaged by challenging coursework, and so I quickly found meaning in my studies. Participation in online campus worship services fed my soul, as did my role as a music major. In many ways, God had been in the details, equipping me for recovery. So in moments of pain or despair or uncertainty, I used to wait for the fantastic. God would speak or send a vision or send a person or answer my prayer exactly as I expected. But that doesn't always happen. And if God had kept showing up in that way in my life, I would never have realized I have a role in this too. I couldn't control my stage in life or my parents' decisions, but I could control my workload. I could recognize when I was overwhelmed. I could choose pastimes that were fulfilling and life-giving. I could seek help. I could share my story with the right people rather than let it bottle up. I could exercise, I could eat well. I think without this experience, God would have remained a magic cure-all, and I would be indignant when God didn't show up in the way I expected. Clearly, I was not gonna pull myself out of the mud on my own, but by not intervening so directly, God allowed me to learn and grow. In Romans 5, we're told, we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope, and that hope does not disappoint us. I wish there was a more pleasant way to learn these lessons, and I certainly don't wish life storms on anyone. 
but I have learned that through these storms, the peace of God which passes all understanding can teach us to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and to say it is well with my soul. Now I've spoken to people with stories like mine. I've spoken to people who felt they navigated their storm alone. I know people who meet God in visions and I know many people who don't. I've met people like me who have been stopped before giving up their faith. I've met others who God seemingly let walk away from faith only to bring them back later. I've known some people to walk away from faith completely and I'm still waiting for God to bring them back. Faith is complicated and I wish I knew the mind of God that I could know why he acts in certain ways at certain times with certain people. But I do believe this. Whatever your case, whatever your situation, whatever your past experience with God, God loves you. And my deepest hope is that you too would know the peace of God that passes all understanding and that the peace would guard your heart and mind in Christ now and forever. Before I close, I want to share the latest on my family. Uh, my parents did finally divorce, and now they're both remarried. One of those marriages brought two new stepsisters into my life, and for a time, we all battled hurt and fear, confusion and rage, and sometimes those feelings return. But over time, love has won. I love my family, I love my parents, I love my siblings, and I love those step-siblings. And I recognize that this particular storm ended as well as it could have. I also know that not all storms of life do. And I think that's what Horatio Spafford learned in his story and why he wrote, It is well with my soul. He knew what I have come to know, what I teach to you now. In scripture, God promises us that the end will be well. So if all is not well, it isn't the end. This doesn't mean that every storm will end well. God promises the end will be well. So my friends, the storm is not the end. God promises no storm will be the end, not even death will be the end, and that is our hope. We also glory in our sufferings because we know suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And our hope will not disappoint us. May the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It is well with my soul. Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, we thank you for the gift of another day. Every day we wake with breath in our lungs is another day we praise and worship who you are. But Lord, we know that not all days are created equal. And some days it is easy to rejoice in your goodness and your grace. And on other days, it is so hard. So I want to thank you, Lord, for showing up in our lives, for teaching us to find your peace and your comfort. We pray for all of those who are in, trapped in unrestful places of the world. We pray for those who are hurting, who are grieved, who are sick, who are homebound, who are unemployed or otherwise in need. Lord, keep drawing our eyes towards you so that we may all be able to say, it is well with my soul. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, check back weekly for new content, and if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org slash giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321. Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.